0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am here to tell you that the super-intercontinental-ballistic-plastic-potato-pop-gun threat has been met by the Star Wars defense system. Remember last time I was telling you about my son, Eric? Eric likes toys just like I do. And he gave me a great pop gun that shoots plastic potatoes for last Father's Day. And my next-door neighbor, Randy's little kid, liked it so much that she asked if she could take it home to play with. My lady, wench, who is not too fond of it anyway, said, well, of course, dear. You know, And Emmy skipped off with the pop gun. And Emmy's mom Bernadette gave Wonder Witch one of those wifey looks that says, "I'll get you back for that one." That was a week or so ago, and I have been suffering from plastic potato withdrawal ever since. But now, how am I? I can't very well go next door and demand that a, a little five-year-old give me my pop gun back, you know. So Eric came to the rescue again. He showed up here with another. Super Intercontinental Ballistic Plastic Potato Firing Pop Gun, plus two extra plastic potatoes. That's my guy. Now, Randy noticed, and he instantly understood that I was back in the arms race. Actually, I think he was kind of relieved that I wasn't going to try to make Emmy give my original gun back. And in fact, I know that's the case because. Bernadette told Wonder Wench that Emmy has to keep the gun in Randy's den for what he calls safekeeping. Yeah, right. Randy works nights, and while Emily's at school, if they've got a window open over there. You can hear Randy conducting his safety tests with my gun. So anyway, there we were, Randy and me, neighboring warlords, armed to the teeth with super intercontinental ballistic plastic potatoes and the pop guns to launch them. And as usually happens in this kind of a crisis, the little guy who sits in the back of my head trying to keep order, had to take another potty break. And also, as usual, when that happens, my fingers noticed that he wasn't watching, and they took advantage of the moment. They fired a super intercontinental ballistic plastic potato at Randy's den window. And as will happen with launches, you know, you've seen them on television. Sometimes they fall a few feet short. Well, this one fell right into Bernadette's flower garden. And instantly there was this flash of yellow plastic from inside Randy's den. And I knew that retaliation was imminent. I, I think Randy figured that I would climb the fence to get my potato back for another try. Because he didn't know I had two extra plastic potatoes. So I just crouched down behind the fence and reloaded. And I, I don't know better. I, I fired it again, and this time my plastic potato soared right into Randy's den. Now, of course, Randy had two plastic potatoes, his and the one I just fired, so I knew it was time for my Star Wars defense system, which means I went over and I crouched behind defense. And when I heard the pop of Randy's first retaliatory launch, I counted one potato, two potato, and as his Plastic potato soared over the fence. I fired. Unfortunately, I missed Randy's potato. And I hit a large bird instead. And as will happen in the fog of war, the bird took immediate revenge on my newly waxed car. Take care of him another time. Meantime, Bill, our mailman, had pulled into the driveway while all this was going on. He was watching the battle unfold as he was puffing his cigar and laughing. Now, Bill is a nice guy who does the post office thing. You know, he arrives in the dark of night and the depths of snow and all that. In fact, uh, Bill is the winner of uh, several of my gruntled post office employee awards. I'll tell you more about that another time. But Bill's cigars are real polluters. You know, some cigars smell okay. But Bill's smell like somebody set fire to his armpit hair. And right there, in the midst of my intercontinental battle with Randy, I realized there can be a whole new use for plastic ballistic potatoes besides war. So as Bill was standing there laughing and stuffing catalogs and bills into my mailbox, my unsupervised fingers struck again. Pow! Bad aim again. I was trying to knock the mail out of his hand, but the cigar went flying instead, and you should have seen the look on his face. And that proves again that even launches that the rest of the scientific community may consider failures often have unexpected benefits. And in this case, it caused three guys to fall down laughing at each other. And maybe the United Nations ought to issue intercontinental ballistic potato pop guns to all of their members at the beginning of their next meeting. Some people send me emails and they say, why do you talk about such little things in these pod programs when there's so many big things going on in the world? Well, here's Summer's theory. Summer has a theory about everything. Here's theory about that. First of all, to be honest about it, I have no idea what to do about the big things. Terrorism, people who hurt kids, the economy, you know, that kind of stuff. And secondly, There are a huge number of little things and just a few big things. And when you look at it, the big things are either going to take your head off or they're not. And either way, you can't do very much about it because they're too big. But the little things, you can do something about. You know, they just keep kind of like running up your leg and getting on your back and biting you in the neck. So I think it makes a lot more sense to pay attention to them because you can do something about it. And maybe you can even make some friends with them. And I have come to a time in my life when that's what I'm going to do. I am going to, on purpose, make friends with the little things. Look at it this way. If Randy and Bill and I had sat around seriously discussing the Middle East or illegal immigration, you know, whatever ideas would have come out of it, wouldn't have made the slightest difference? Not in the big world or even in our own little worlds. And would have left the discussion feeling kind of down because we didn't have any solutions and we know nobody else does either. But instead, we paid attention to the little thing. We had our little super intercontinental ballistic plastic potato launcher battle and we landed up on our backsides laughing about it for a few minutes. And we will again, I'm sure, as time goes along. And that's, that's why the little things that happen land up in these pod programs. Maybe there's some little things in your life that we can all laugh about. Come on, knock us on our butts. Get that milk coming out of our noses. Send them to me. Dick at DickSummer.com is the email address. All right, time for Dick's Details. Now, these are interesting but totally unimportant things that can push the big stuff that's keeping you awake at night right out of your head so you can nod off. Did you know that if you feed a wild moose often enough, it will begin to attack anyone who doesn't feed it? Some world leaders seem to have a wild moose somewhere in their family history, when you look at that. The English language has more words than any other language. About a million. And I know that's true because I have been a married man for many years, and I've heard every one of them several times. Just kidding, Wonder Wench. Uh, now here's a genuine headline this is a real headline government study finds sex and pregnancy link <laughs> your, your tax dollars hard at work Come to think about it though that must have been kind of an interesting study to work on think about this no you know go away we're studying Dexter details they get your mind off your mind. Speaking of minds, men and women usually have different things on our minds. That's not quite true. Actually, most men are usually thinking about basically the same thing all the time, so it's a very good thing that we have women around to think about all the rest of this stuff. But there's a story in the Night Connections CD about a woman who was smart enough to stop thinking long enough to understand what she was feeling You're so hot and angry your makeup is melting. Disorderly conduct. That's the charge that you're secretly planning on filing against them the next time you're in the presence of someone perhaps a little further up the food chain, someone who might have some chance of understanding your frustration. Another woman with a husband, for example. You can't believe how a grown man can be so disorganized, so incapable, so unaware of what's going on around him. He drives like a maniac. He usually has no idea of where he is or how he's going to get where he's going. He can never find his keys, although sometimes they're in one of his hands. And most of the time he loses his glasses because he's parked them on top of his head. And right now he's rummaging through his socks drawer looking for the invitation that has the address to the party that you're supposed to be at right now. He's just told you he's pretty sure it was for tonight. On the other hand, it might be next week. You have just spent the better part of an hour on your hair and your nails. You have on your new ruffled white poet shirt, your black velvet pants, and your brocade vest. A single almost perfect pearl is dangling from your black silk choker ribbon. You turned down a stockbroker, an airline captain, and a TV man for this man, standing there in his boxer shorts and undershirt, this uncoordinated slob who sometimes can't remember where he parked his car. And right now, you're asking yourself, why did you do that? And before you can answer your own question, his voice does it for you. It is a quiet, deep, breathy sound. Oh, my God, he says. You are beautiful. And very slowly, he lifts his hand to almost touch your face. His fingers are actually trembling. He's not extraordinarily handsome, but his body is very male, muscular confident ready his eyes are usually brown right now they're black his fingers are gentle but very firm he quietly unties the ribbon from around your neck and slowly unbuttons your blouse there's no more thought of being late he has taken command of time he dominates the space between you he carefully undoes your black lace with one hand holding you very close with the other you are a very strong woman, some would say arrogant, willful, assertive, intelligent. Right now, it just doesn't matter that all of your carefully done makeup is melting on his chest. That's a story from the Night Connections personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this pod program or you can go to the CD Baby icon on the website and download a fresh copy or you can check out the whole album, whatever works for you. So what have we learned? How about there's a time for being serious and there's a time for falling down on your butt laughing. Just like there's a time for a woman to put her makeup on carefully and A time to enjoy letting it melt on her guy's chest. Okay. Good night.